This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, we're here today after what I'd describe as a pretty humbling, uh, pretty horrible 4-1 defeat to Barnsley. Um, I unfortunately made the trip up and I'm sure many of you did as well. Um, so we'll have a, a quick chat through that, but we'll try and make it as, as fun and enjoyable as possible and, and poke some fun at you. Yeah, a bit of a painful day. So with me today, I've got firstly, Chris Redwood. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. I'm all good, thank you. Not as um, not as sad as ev- everyone else looks on this pod, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jamie's smiled in about 24 hours now. Uh, also if got he has, it's team. wind. <laughs> How are you, Vic? <laughs> Vic, you right? I'm good, Jake. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I was worried if you were good for Jimmy. a moment. <laughs> yeah, we can now. Speak, Vic. <laughs> I've also got uh, Mr. Pessimism, oh, Mr. Quite Derby quite. retweets, the most hated man on Derby Twitter at the minute. Jamie, how are you doing? Well, I, for one, <laughs> feel okay. I've been mean, wanting to say that all day. Yeah. Great. I'm yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm just feeling a little bit upset because the wheels potentially are going to come off Plymouth and someone's going to catch them. And I just hoped it was us, but I don't know if it's going to be the case. Well, we'll Sorry. see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Let's cheer up. Let's cheer up. Mr. Misery <laughs> can't put a dampener on this. So let's look back at yesterday's game. Um, when yeah, 
it, it wasn't good, was it? It wasn't good. I mean, when you look at the stats and looking back at the highlights, we actually probably had some of the better chances. And we ended up getting battered 4-1. And Chris, I mean, look at that first goal. That first goal was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, firstly, how was it onside? Uh, Sibley's clearly not played the ball himself. Shambolic refereeing, Shambolic defending. It was Sunday league, wasn't it? I think that word sums up yesterday. To be honest, it was shambolic. Three of the goals were totally avoidable. Um, and, yeah, that first one, I thought, just set the set the tone for the rest of the day. And we never really um, recovered from that. Um, you know, we knew Barnsley were going to be up for it. It was, it was huge. It was huge for them. Unfortunately, a couple of times this season, we've had big games on paper that um, we've just not we've just not shown up for, and I think Vic's gone already. He's that upset by it. <laughs> yeah, Vic, Vic, Vic's left already. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot of criticism for fans that left early, haven't we? And, and Vic's left the podcast after what three minutes fifty seconds. Uh, and and Jamie, you won't be the first, mate. <laughs> no, no, and and Jamie, you know, as a man that's moaned non-stop since the final whistle, um, when you look at the second goal as well, again, another very avoidable goal. We'll talk about missing Max Bird later on because we definitely, definitely do. Um, a shot from the edge of the box. He's completely free. Barkazen didn't track back. Sibley's overloaded down the left. Again, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? We've been so good at the back, but recently we've just been shambolic. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind if you concede a well-worked goal or a goal where you take a step back and you go, that, you know, we, we tried our best, but we're not going to be able to compete with that level of play and, and the moment of ma- like magic. But yeah, like you say there, first was shambolic, second wasn't much better. It was very much kind of Sunday league, that whole kind of episode of the referee running over to the linesman and having a chat and kind of working out whether it was offside, onside. It just wasn't a, an enjoyable 90 minutes. And like you say there, you know, 4-1, if we take the chances away, if we take everything away, it is a bit of a thrashing. So we need to bounce back. We've got a brilliant opportunity to do that Tuesday. It's always nice when you don't have to wait a week to put something right. So hopefully we can do it on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, you've got to hope so. You've really got to hope so. And and Vic, if you physically can speak, uh, I don't know if you can. I'm, I'm not hedging my bets. Um, I mean, to the third goal, I mean, we, we, we managed to peg them back. McGoldrick, brilliant finish, really well-worked goal. And then, you know, five, ten minutes later, we've we've missed a sitter with Barkazen as well. And they come down the other end. Striker runs 30, 40 yards, beats four players, runs past Harvey White as if he's not even on the pitch. And they get another stroker look, ball deflects to him, four yards from goal, scores. Again, and I keep saying it, the defending was so, so amateur, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not, not been up to the standard that we've been used to for the last sort of, well, how many weeks now? Um, and it's it's funny because it's all sort of coincided with the February curse, the manager of the month curse. Um, all of a sudden, <laughs> our world's turned upside down. So, yeah, I mean, our defending hasn't been, it hasn't been great the last few weeks. It's questionable to say that Cashin and Foz maybe look a bit tired. Uh, maybe one of them needs a rest. Um, who knows? But wasn't good. Yesterday was a bad day at the office. And I think I can take defeat, but I can't take defeat in the manner we in the manner the way we lost. And it, we just looked like we couldn't be bothered yesterday. 
And I think that's what hurts the most. So, yeah, just rule it out. And then hopefully we can go again on Tuesday against a Cheltenham side that we've beat recently. So hopefully we can put them to the sword. Well, that's exactly it. And I think we do have to try and move past this as soon as possible, don't we? Because it, horrible defeat, but there's a lot to learn from it. Um, and I think, Chris, one of the things that we spoke about, me and Jamie have been chatting about this afternoon, is the fullbacks. And, you know, neither fullback we have at the minute, Sibley or Smith, are natural fullbacks. We know that. But they're both midfielders. They're both players that are usually good at driving with the ball, good at playing the ball, decent passers. And yesterday, neither of them wanted to carry the ball. Neither of them really tried to play any passes through the lines. I know they booted it over the top out of play a few times. It, it was weird, wasn't it? Did we seem low on confidence or do you think there was another reason? Um, low on confidence, possibly. Tiredness, possibly. But I think no matter what position you are put in on the pitch, even if it isn't your natural role, some of the things that were going on yesterday were simply not 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 acceptable. And I don't care if it wasn't their natural role, you know, playing a five-yard pass, holding holding your runner. I mean, that's what you expect every single player on the pitch to be doing. And it was, you know, Jay mentioned the word earlier, amateur Sunday league. It did feel like that. Um, and, I th you know, you, you, you can excuse certain players for maybe not being... You know, Harvey White, for example, who hasn't been in there long. But for players who have been around the club, like Sibley, for that long, um, there's not there's not an excuse. And I know he's been out as well as getting back into it, but it was just abject, some of it yesterday. It really was. It, it was. And I, I was having a look at the stats and our, our passing accuracy overall throughout the game was 63%. That's dreadful. That's really bad. And, you know, obviously it's really important not to overreact to, to games like this because, you know, it happens. Every team has games like this. You know, we've we've seen teams in the Premier League. Man United got battered 3-0 by Brentford and they've just won a trophy today. So, you know, it's, it's important not to overreact. But at the same time, it's like it's the simple things, isn't it? Like you said, Chris, playing short passes, playing easy passes, it's it's really important that we do the basics right. And we just didn't do that at all. I mean, I lost count of the amount of times one of Cash and or Fozzy tried to play a, a diagonal and just underhit it. And they did it over and over again. And it's, it's just painful viewing at the end of the day and, and not what we really expect from the team. Um, you know, maybe we're, we're a little bit spoiled because we've been in such a good, you know, run a really good vein of form recently. And now it's getting to a point where it's crunch time. The players are struggling a bit and, we're like, oh, we're not as good as we thought we were. But Jamie, I mean, you've obviously been quite vocal about your concerns um, in the last day, whether people agree with it or not. And I'm one of the people that disagrees with you. Um, but all the same, it's it's really interesting. Um, when you look at the, the fullbacks, does it does it worry you a little bit that at right back we've got no real competition? At left back, obviously we've got Roberts, but he's never really nailed down that that left back spot. Does it concern you a little bit going into that final run for the season that if the two makeshift fullbacks that we've got lose form, we don't really have anyone else to fill that gap? Yeah, that's the concern. And like you said there, I have been quite vocal, to be honest, I do. Um, I guess uh, accelerate my beliefs a little bit on Twitter to, to try and get a bit of engagement. And it's always, always fun. It's always kind of, you know, I mean it, I mean it well. I'm not, I'm not vindictive with it, but 
I think for me, it's a case of when we're we're winning and things are going our way, we can look at it and think, you know, we're we're doing really well here with three players playing out of position. When we lose, that's the first thing you look at. Is it right? Is it wrong? You know, may, maybe not. Maybe actually yesterday we criticised the midfield or we criticised the goalkeeper, who I didn't think had a good game. Um, so it's one of those that it's the first thing you look at and you're exactly right there. We, you know, I, I, to, to kind of go against myself, I'm, I'm questioning our fullbacks, but we've got no depth. We've got nobody that can kind of come in. I've seen quite a lot of shouts over the last 24 hours for Jake Rooney at right back. But as we discussed earlier, Jake, it's another young man in a position that potentially is, is going to be detrimental to us. So were we right? Were we right to keep and not, and not kind of go out in January and get a bit more depth. I don't know. It just, I think it's always going to be these situations where you're going to look at things and and everything's going to kind of come to the forefront. But ultimately, I don't, I don't believe that we've got enough at the moment to to go up automatically with that back four um, and our squad in those positions. And I want to dream. I want to get up automatically because honestly watching Newcastle today, just thinking about the possibility of going there in a playoff final is it just haunts me, if I'm honest. Yeah, it is scary, isn't it? And it'll be even scarier when Sibley's playing at left back in that final. Um and sorry, yeah. Jake, I just 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 pick up on something Jamie said. I think he's absolutely right. If we'd have this running form in mid in mid January, there would have been a lot more than two players coming through the door at the end of the month. You could have guaranteed that. But the question is, Chris, would there? Because it's so difficult for us to bring players in and we can only have a certain amount of loan players involved with the squad every week. We'd only be able to sign free agents. And are there any? That's the question. Are there any? Because Paul Warren didn't seem to think so. There must be some somewhere. Crikey. I mean, I'll I'll get get me get my boots back on. But no, I'm I'm I am convinced. I am convinced if this form had happened in the middle of January, um, we'd had a exciting deadline day, and I think more bodies would have would have come in. Hmm. Yeah, I I know what you mean. It's a difficult situation, isn't it? It is. Um I think if if we've been able to spend, I mean it's pretty obvious, isn't it? If we've been able to spend, we'd have bought a left back and a right back in January. And mm. as it is, we've kind of touched with what we've got. But yeah, potentially. Yeah. And people potentially. still think we've got a big budget and we still think we can spend all this money on players. It's funny. I don't know where they think that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Barnsley fans? Did you see the Barnsley yes. fans say that we had Hurrahan was on like thirty grand a week? <laughs> that maybe yeah. now. Yeah. I think as well, it's, it's a case of, uh, you know, there are going to be fans that are frustrated. And of course, I'm one of them. And everyone needs to take a step back. And the word that I've seen on Twitter over the last 24 hours is perspective. And the, everyone is right. But the, the thing is, for me, is that we are so close to pushing for that second. I think for me, Sheffield Wednesday are up. I think they're champions. They're, they're up. But that second place is up for grabs. It really is. I can see Plymouth feel, falling away. And a couple of results, you know, you look at it thinking, even if we got a draw yesterday and we managed to beat Lincoln, we're right up there. And it's just so frustrating because we have worked so hard. Fans have been brilliant all season, away from home, at home. And if we fall short by two, three points, we're just going to feel so sick, aren't we? We are. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at the table here um, and we're sixth. Uh, on 57 points and second to Plymouth on, on, on 68. Did I say 67? I meant 57 if I said 67. <laughs> um, 
So we've got one game in hand, and let's say we win that game in hand uh, against Cheltenham this Tuesday. That puts us eight points off second. I mean, that's still a sizable gap. It'd take us to have some pretty impressive form and, and Plymouth to, to collapse, as well as, you know, the likes of Ipswich on 63, Bolton on 62, and even Barnsley. I mean, obviously, they're battered us, and they're in pretty impressive form themselves. So it'd take a really special run. I think, to go up at this point automatically. I think, in in my personal opinion, I think it's just important to get as high as possible so we don't end up playing whoever finishes third. I don't know what you think, Vic. No, I agree. And it's funny, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It was only, what, six, six to eight months ago where we only had a squad of five players and just staying in this league was probably the aim. And now we're challenging for promotion. I'll take anything we get at this one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, if we finish in the playoffs, I'd say that's a success. I'd have took top off. But um, like Jamie said, though, we're in this position now. Why can't we push on? I think, if I'm being honest, I think the automatics are out of our reach now. I just think it's just too much to climb back. And I think Paul Warner, uh, he alluded to that in some of his mm. um, interviews that he did previously as well. As it might just be one step too far for us. But, I mean, if we can put ourselves in a good position for the playoffs, and the key thing with playoffs is momentum. If we can build a bit of momentum, secure that playoff place, um, it's a lottery then, isn't it, after that? And then... You know, if we have to go back to Wembley, hopefully third time lucky we actually win this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It is, it is. And, and before we sort of go back to the um, back to the, the Barnsley game, Chris, um, Vic spoke about momentum there. We've got two huge games coming up. Um, Cheltenham, Shrewsbury, two teams that are right down at the bottom. Uh, I did the Cheltenham preview on Friday. And um, I spoke to Mark and, and he was saying, you know, Cheltenham away from home are awful. They are awful. And they got battered, what, 4-5-0 by Portsmouth. They, they just get battered about every week. Shrewsbury aren't much better. It's, it's a huge chance for us to build some momentum going into that Plymouth game. Uh, how important is it that we get six points? I think, personally speaking, I think it's vital we get six points just to cement our place in the top in the top six because you look at the form of teams like teams like Peterborough, um, they're chasing and they believe and they see results like that yesterday, us losing four one and thinking the the momentum's starting to shift. Um and all I was thinking yesterday to be honest at full time is thank God Ainsworth's gone from from um Wickham because they would have been right down our necks as well in my opinion. So momentum's huge. How often do you see the team in third not not go up? Um, you know, so many times it's the team in sixth that's snuck in late that gets that gets that gets to Wembley. 
Um, and as Vic said, you know, we have to reflect and think. It's fantastic we're here. It's fantastic that we are pushing for the top top six. But I think the frustration comes from knowing how well we can play and how awful it was yes, yesterday to watch a team just completely fall apart, basically. Um, and it's happened at a really bad time. But if we can get those six points, which there's no reason why we can't. I mean, I know Shrewsbury have had a bit of a... Um, where are they, Jake? Sorry, yeah, I, I was just going to say, uh, are they eight? My complete <laughs> lack of ball knowledge. Uh, I've just had a look. They've won seven of the last nine. Last time I checked Shrewsbury, they'd lost four in a row. They lost four in a row, and then they've won. They won six in a row, and then they drew with Exeter, lost to Accrington, and then beat Wickham. So yeah, I take it. But I'm sorry, Shrewsbury. I'm sorry for yeah. disrespecting you. I was thinking that. I was thinking, are you are, are you sure about that? Because they're doing all right. But um, so that's. So that's not going. That's not going to be an easy game, um, and it's just going to be the Derby way, isn't it? Cheltenham got thumped by thumped by Portsmouth, and now they want to bounce back, and we'll lose lose one nil. But yeah, six six points is absolutely massive, um, and I think what Jamie said earlier was right. Plymouth are having their blip, and I think it might be a very good time to play them on Tuesday week. And if we get nine points out of the next three games, we're all going to be sat here in two weeks' time, saying, yep, yeah, it's back on. We can do this. Uh, it is amazing how, how quickly a week can change um, people's opinions. I've just just had a quick look at uh, Shrewsbury's results in, in an attempt to atone for my error. Uh, and I've just noticed they've not actually beaten any of the top six at home. Uh, they actually beat Wick... Uh, away, sorry. Uh, they beat Wick Neither away in August. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> actually, we've got the third best record against top six teams. That Which can't is, be right. But yeah, thank, thank, God, thank God for Pride Park. <laughs> I know. But we, we've got a, a really good record away from home against the top six, which is bizarre because we seem to lose every game. Well, that's what it feels like. But yeah, so Shrewsbury, they, they've only beaten like the likes of MK Dons away. So, and, and we all saw what they were like. Oh, um, slagging off MK Dons now, are we? I am, yeah. They were <laughs> dreadful. They are really bad. Uh, sorry, MK Dons. <laughs> I've, honestly, I've completely lost where we were going with this. I'm just trying to rectify me. Just you know, yeah, I think um, we mean the next two vitally important. That's where you we do. Going. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think what Chris. Yeah, to I suppose to follow on from Chris, we should be winning home games. Those two, you look at them, and and they should be home bankers. They should be coming and 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 not getting a sniff realistically. Um, I guess what my worry is now is that potentially there's a little bit of doubt there um, and maybe we see in the first half a, a bit of a different Derby County at home. I hope that's not the case. Um, but if we can, I mean, if we can get nine points out of the next next three, that would just be that would just be crazy and it would just put us right back where we need to be. And actually, if we can get to a place where we can solidify that playoff place and just feel a little bit more comfortable not looking over our shoulder then I'm happy just to concede not going you know not going up automatically um but yeah I, I still dream I still dream I still feel like there's a lot of points to play for this league as we've seen is topsy-turvy players players can get injured like Plymouth players you'll hear in the preview with with Plymouth that I've done recently that they've been affected by their number one um being injured so who knows what will happen watch, watch this space i'm i'm getting more positive as i speak to you three lovely lovely chaps tonight this pod feels like rehab jamie <laughs> <Yes. honestly. laughs> 
He's a new man. <laughs> but why do you think? Why do you think? Before our eyes. Why do you think I was on here first? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to be rehabilitated. Uh, Jamie, uh, a little little spoiler. Go on then. Give us a spoiler for for all the listeners uh, before it hits Twitter and mainstream. Who's who's the guest for Plymouth? Well, it's not coming out till next Sunday, Jake, because obviously we've got the Cheltenham Cheltenham uh, Cheltenham preview. No, no. Shrewsbury. Yeah, the Cheltenham Shrewsbury preview first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so I will let somebody say next Sunday, and then it will be released the next hour, so people that listen to our our uh, pods can get it straight away. Cards close to his chest. The X Factor final, Jamie. Let's just let's just say it was a very very good guest, and I'm sure all listeners are going to enjoy it, and maybe good some stuff. non-listeners are going to enjoy it as well. <laughs> let's hope so, mate. Let's hope so. We need the growth, uh, Vic. Um, <laughs> one thing that we've we've spoke about the fullbacks struggling in wide areas. Um, another thing that I noticed was every time Mendes Lang or Barkes and picks up the ball. There were two players on them straight away. And that was Barnsley's tactic. They know we're dangerous out wide. Our wide players make everything tick. When Mendes, Lang and Barquez are on form, we're, we're pretty hard to stop. And by doubling up on them, it, it caused loads of problems. Do you see other teams sort of using that blueprint to try and get the best out of them and get the worst out of us? Yeah, I mean, I think Wickham, uh, Wickham started that blueprint away at... Um... Uh, Adams Park, I think they nullified our wingers. They literally played through our middle and tore us apart. And Barnsley did pretty much the same thing yesterday. The league's obviously going to pick up on the fact that we're so predominantly reliant on our wingers, um, which means that, I mean, I hate to say it, but we really do miss Max Bird in that middle, um, just because he can be like almost like the third attacking outlet for the wingers. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's just the wingers... The wingers are being nullified now. And even if we bring on Springit or Dobbin, it's the same with them. They're literally just doubled up upon. And maybe we need to adapt our style a bit just to try and get a result. Because I think if we continue like this, we'll, we'll shoot ourselves in the foot and we'll literally throw it away, if I'm being mm. honest. So maybe we need to adapt a new style. Potentially. Potentially. And Chris, I mean, we saw when Barkhazen went off and... You know the likes of Dobbin and Springer came on. I thought Springer did really well as well when he came on. Um, when we made those two changes, uh, it, it did open things up a little bit. And we've seen that the Barkows and or Barkays and Mendes Lang sort of wide team. I know I almost got it wrong then. Uh, they are sort of the the starters almost every game. Those two will start together. Um, we saw when the other two came on, they made a difference. Is it time that we actually make a change in the wide areas and start, you know, resting the likes of Mendes Lang? Not necessarily resting, but giving other players a chance and, and letting them come off the bench and make an impact. Well, you yeah, definitely. I mean, I think our last two away games, we've been far too um, easy, easy to play against. And I mean, I told you last week, I think Mendes Lang needs to be on a plane two weeks up in the sun. Doing absolutely nothing because he is just jaded. Um, what is that? What is that? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, going down the road. That's the plane for Mendes Lang. <laughs> that's Mendes Lang taking off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think we're coming a bit too too um, um, predictable to play against. I think the team talk of the opposition managers becoming quite easy now as well. 
Um, as I said, everyone knows if you if you nullify our wide threat without Max Bird, there's not much else. So yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I think to be honest, the next two the next two games, do we experiment and take take a risk and start Dobbin and um, Spriggett? I don't know because if we don't win, um, then Jamie's going to be back in the, the back in the doldrums again, isn't he? And we're going to have to sort him out. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, we need wins, but we also need players um, at the at the top of their game. And at the moment, we're not we're we're not getting either. So something's got to give. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. One win in four. It, it sounds very bad on paper when you look at the games. It's probably a little bit less bad, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and we've we've all mentioned now, you know, missing Max Bird a little bit. Um, I, I cut, was it one of you lot last week that said that Harvey White's better and Max Bird shouldn't start again? Whoever it was, uh, you're on fraud watch now. Um, Callum, yeah. definitely Callum. Was it Callum? Yeah, shocking, definitely. shocking Callum. That is disgraceful. Um, I mean, we saw on Saturday uh, what we're missing with Bird. I don't think the second or third goal happens if Bird's on the pitch. Uh, Jamie, you know, we know how massive he's been for us. He's been the captain on the pitch for most of the season. He's back in a week or two. Um, Max Bird, does he come straight back in? Yes. Yeah, he comes straight back in with that captain's armband. He is irreplaceable. And I know full well there's people out there that probably don't agree with me but he's our most important player and we've got some fantastic players at this football club at the moment but we've seen over the last four how important he is Harvey White is a special talent and yeah he's going to really stand out and he'll probably stand out on Tuesday night he'll probably have a very very good game Um, but he isn't a Max Bird he's not a player that you can rely on to go away and to you know orchestrate a an away performance like he's done on several different occasions this year. So, yeah, when he comes straight back in for me, hopefully, you know, he comes back and he he comes back as he left. Because um, I know sometimes players take a couple of weeks to get back up to back up to speed. Um, but yeah, so so important. And hopefully, he's a player that's in a Derby County shirt for years to come. Because I, I do think he could be a bit of a a folk hero here, maybe even a legend. I'm getting carried away. I'm I'm being yeah, positive now. Let me be positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather miss Jamie than the one I've seen on Twitter over the last 24 hours because, dear me. Jekyll and Hyde. I know. It is, it is Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, right, to finish off then, lads. Um, so, Chris, I want to hear your score prediction for Cheltenham at home and Shrewsbury at home. 3-1 uh, Tuesday night and 1-0 on Saturday. Good stuff. Mr. Singh. 3-0 on Tuesday and I'm going to go for a 2-1 on Saturday. I like it. I like it. And pessimism man. (laughs) Pessimist page. Yeah, um, I'm going to go 3-1 on Tuesday. Cheltenham. Yeah, and (laughs) against Cheltenham. Yeah. (laughs) And and then 2-1 on Saturday. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good we're stuff. not keeping clean sheets, are we? No, no one's predicting it. No. I'm going to go. I think we're going to make life difficult for ourselves. I think it's going to be 4 1 on Tuesday. And I think we're going to win 3 2 uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, Saturday won't be good for the, the heart rate, I'm sure. Uh, but, lads, after, yeah, it's been, it was a pretty horrible day yesterday. Pretty awful away day. 
Um, saw a few people almost get kicked by a horse, so yeah, it wasn't the best day I've uh, I've seen. Many many worse atrocities happened, but I'm not sure I can mention those on the pod. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a bad result, but we've made good light of it today, and I've I've really enjoyed the episode. So yeah, um, if you did enjoy the episode, please do check out other episodes. The preview episode will be out in about five minutes after we've released this. Um, we've got Mark Halliwell, who's the the match commentator for Cheltenham. Legend, um, really nice. Legend guy. is is a really good guy. Really nice. Guy. Um, so yeah, gives loads of good information worth having a listen to. Um, if you did really enjoy it, please leave us a rating. If it's five star, even better. We've not had below a five star yet. So please, for the love of God, do not rate as low as five star. I'll cry. Um, if you enjoyed uh, listening and you want to watch the video, you can catch that on YouTube or Twitter at Ramstalk Pod. And if you watched and want to have a listen, you can check us out on all good streaming platforms. So yeah, lads, cheers for cheers for being here. Cheers. Bon voyage, Jamie. Have a fantastic holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna miss, we're gonna miss your cheerful little face. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, enjoy your month off, mate. Yeah, well, hopefully when I come back, I'll uh, we'll have lots to talk about and uh, lots of positivity. But yeah, I'm sure the <laughs> ship will uh, keep sailing while I'm gone, and I'll see you in the next port. <laughs> See you guys later. Beautiful. I'm well enough here. <laughs> See you later, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.